Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile. And I am recording this message on my phone. I'm literally on my Mint phone. Why? Because fancy recording studios cost money. And if we spent money on things like that, we couldn't offer you screaming deals. Like if you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of your plans, even unlimited. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Good morning and welcome to my morning rant. This morning I want to talk to you guys briefly about um, God and how uh, how he does everything for us. In fact, the Bible tells us that he did everything before the foundation of the earth. And I just wanted to talk to you guys this morning about surrendering. And I know that is one of the hardest things for you and I or anyone to do when it comes to our walk with God and um, in our prayer life, if you will. And um, I want to take you to an incident where Jesus Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he is praying to God the Father, just like you and I do. Um, and he's asking God for uh, for him to not. Uh, um, he doesn't want to go to the cross. In other way, in other words, and what he didn't want to deal with, and I believe this is the reason why he was praying, was because of the separation that he was going to go through with his father. And that separation was what he was not used to, and he was uh, unaware of it in the sense that he's afraid of it, it seems. Uh, this is the first time we see where Jesus Christ was relenting to do the will of the Father because he tells us that uh, everything that he did was because he saw the Father doing it. And so this particular thing about going to the cross, we see that this is the first time there is this division, if you will, between uh, Jesus' will and the Father's will. And so they're having a conversation about this in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so you and I have to have some conversation with God sometimes in our garden, in our dark places, in our time of trouble, if you will. And so we are uh, we approach that by praying to him. We'll approach him and say, hey, Dad, I have this going on in my life. I need your attention and so forth. Not really understanding that God is already attentive to this, uh, to our needs, because the Bible tells us so. And um, he tells us that he cares and he wants us to come and ask. Because why does he, do you think he wants us to come and ask? And I believe he wants us to have that relationship with him. And if we don't have that relationship with him, um, you know, we're just walking around without really a contact, a conduit with our Father and with our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And so I believe the fact that he knows our our uh needs before we call, but the fact that uh, he wants us to come, and I believe he wants us to come so that we can engage in a relationship. And when you're in a relationship with anyone, you are learning about that person. You're gaining insight about them. You're gaining knowledge, information. You're becoming... Um, uh, your guard is is dropping down in a sense where you're now uh, allowing yourself to trust that person. 
You are allowing that person to get a little more intimate. You begin to open up, if you will. And I believe that's why God wants you and I to come so that we can open up. We can have this conversation with our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And, um, empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that if we don't know what to pray for, that the Holy Spirit will help us and so forth. So we know that in the global scheme of things, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Lord Jesus Christ is invested in you and I. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about is uh, the fact of this surrendering to God. And that's a tough place to be. And we see that in Jesus's, um, struggle as well. We see that, uh, he, um, he, uh, it tells us, the scripture tells us that blood was pouring from these, uh, his sweat. He was sweating blood, in other words. And so this particular incident right here is one of a, um, a dire, uh, need and request he didn't want to, he didn't want to go through with it. In other words, he, he was, he came to a place where he's like, okay, I don't want to do this. And that was the father's will to do what he had actually. Jesus Christ had agreed to this. The Bible tells us even before the foundation of the world. And uh, we see that all through the scripture that this, um, there was a council before the foundation of the earth. And in this council, this decision was made and Jesus volunteered. And, and so when it was time to pay the check, if you will, he began to have some second thoughts. And um, as he began to have some second thoughts, he brought his father in and having this conversation. And he's like, no, dad, I don't want to do this, man. Um, this is tough stuff. I don't want to be separated from you. I don't even know what that feels like. I've never been separated from you, but um, uh, I'm not sure. I understand uh, the result and what it does, that it will give you more sons, it will give you more people in the kingdom of God of free will. I understand all of that. I understand the fact that um, it is paying the price for what was um, done to them, to your creation, to our creation in the Garden of, of Eden by Lucifer, how he deceived them. I understand, Father, that uh, this and and um, me going to the cross is to bring them back to you, but I have some reservations. I'm nervous. I'm not sure about this. And the Bible tells us that he prayed and he prayed and he prayed. And the conclusion of that prayer was from this conversation that he had with his father. And I'm sure the father was encouraging him, telling him, it's going to be okay. I know we have never been separated before, but it's going to be okay. I'm going to raise you up and we're going to do these things. I'm, I know that you are going to become sin and I can't look onto you. I know that, but I just want to tell you that I love you. And that I, I appreciate your your decision to come for our creation. I I I, I will give you a name that is above any na every name. I will uh, release everything into your hand so that you will be head over all. I will give you authority. And so God begins to encourage Jesus Christ, and I want to encourage you guys too. And um, what it looks like in this state of surrender is a dark. Um, I just want to bring that to your attention right away. It's a dark place. It's a place where you and everything that you've done, that you've looked around uh, to get an answer, is there is no answer. And the Bible tells us plainly what's happening to us. 
And it tells us that uh, we haven't walked into the the rest, the promised rest of God. And I'll do a podcast, a, a morning rant on that, by the promised rest and how we get in there and how we st- keep out of that rest. But I just want to talk to you guys today about the surrendering. And I've talked to you about this before, but I just felt that um, I know it's happening in my life. And I just want to relay some of the information that is happening in my life. And hopefully it could help you guys. And that is to learn to surrender to God the Father. Now, what does that look like? The Bible is very clear about that. It looks like this, guys, that we began to worship him. It looks like where we're no longer looking at what we can do. It looks like where we are, the scripture says that we have to learn how to trust him. The Bible tells us that those that trust him and wait on him, we have to learn about waiting on him because once we surrender we are now taking ourselves out of the time there's a couple of things that um, we are expecting and what causes some kind of contention between us and god hey it's ryan reynolds owner and user of mint mobile with a special holiday message if you sign up now for three months you get three months free on every one of our plans even unlimited now i realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message but if you read between the lines you can see a message in there it says we love you visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer limited time new customer offer activate within 45 days additional taxes fees and restrictions apply unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds video streams at 480p see mintmobile.com for details and it's not that uh, we don't believe that God is wants to give us these things. The Bible tells us this in Romans chapter eight thirty two. It says, uh, "He who did not spare his own son, but delivered over um, for us all, he delivered his son to Jesus Christ for us all. How much will he not also, with Christ, freely give us all things?" And so we know that many of us read that and we believe, um, you know, that God does that and He wants to do that. And the thing that you and I find ourselves in that gets us in a little problem is when God introduced time into the mix. And time was introduced um, when God began to create the universe and it is governed by time. But before that, it was eternity and God the Father and Jesus and Holy Spirit was in eternity. And so they were there and then they constricted themselves in relations to you and I because they have to create a space by which they have to uh, release you and I. And you and I are released in a time frame. We are governed by seasons and so forth. So um, when we believe God for something, the thing that unhooks you and I is the time that it happens. And we're not understanding that God looks at a whole picture. Uh, let me give you an example. Here we have this guy called Joseph, and his he begins to get dreams and so forth. I believe one of the reasons why he started getting those dreams is because that was the beginning of God's plan to initiate, to create a a um, a, uh, a situation where, because he knew that there was famine coming, he knew that the children of Israel had to go into bondage, if you will, um, because he did promise Abraham that he would deliver them out of bondage. So God began to put this whole plan together. And so when you and I look into the plan of our life, because we know the Bible tells us that he has some plans for us, 
And when we have some needs and it doesn't line up with the timeline that you and I feel that we should get it or it should be manifesting, it causes some friction between us and we are, we have, uh, we fall out of faith, if you will. And we began to jump back into our abilities. But when we get to the place of surrender, you can't go back to your abilities because you have surrendered it. You have given it up. And that place, as I said to you, it's a place of worship. It's a place where you're now waiting on the Lord. It's a place where you are being humbled before before the Father. It's a place by which you are um you begin to focus on Him and that around you shut out the noise. And as you begin to worship Him, I believe, as I you've heard me said, we are taking our place in the uh in the heavens, meaning that places where positions were vacated by Lucifer and a third of the angels. And so I believe that we are taking our place as worshipers within that space while we are here on earth. And so, as we begin to worship God, we begins to uh, He begins to work things behind the scenes. In Joseph's life, his dreams came about. Joseph now had to God use his personality. He went and bragged to his brothers, "Hey, this is what I did," and his family and whatever. And they turned on him. And his brother, he did it so many times that his brothers began to hate him. And and um, one day they took him to the desert, tossed him out. But God had plans because. God had control of the day that they took him out because there were some merchants coming on that day. And so those merchants came on that day after they threw him into a pit. Um, it tells us that that pit was full of scorpions and snakes and still God protected him within that pit. And then they took him out of this pit when they didn't see him die. They sold him to a bunch of men. Then those men sold him to another bunch of men. And then next thing you know, he's in Egypt and he's in jail He's, um, uh, he begins to, um, you know, uh, have favor in the jail. The Bible says that two, um, folks from Pharaoh's, uh, household came in and one is, a, um, his butler, I guess, and the other is the one with food. And come to find out that these guys, one of them was planned, was in a plot to kill Pharaoh and one was not. And one was the fly, the wine bearer, where the flu, the fly got in there and so forth, whatever. So we know that he tossed them in. Joseph was able to interpret their dreams. Great, you know, this guy has dream interpretation. So, um, we know that he, uh, changed from that interpretation, it changed his life. He now comes out of prison. He is the, he's second in line with Pharaoh. He now is in charge of the whole entire region that Pharaoh owns. All of this was done by a plan of God. Now, Joseph would have never known that he had to go through all of those years, um, um, you know, in prison as a result of not wanting to mess around with uh, Potiphar's wife and so forth. He was being honorable in his life. And, um, but God had another plan, another timeline that he had in place. And so you and I have to realize that God has another timeline. And many things that you're asking God for, he, the Bible tells us, says, how will, how he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over us all, how will he not also with him 
freely give us all things. So we know that he is given to us. If we ask anything according to will, we know that if we ask for healing, we know if we ask for um, God's uh, provi- providing for us as a provider, he tells us that he is. If we know that he asked for, we're asking for wisdom. If we know that we're asking for a job. If we know we're asking for all of these things that he knows we have need of and that is vital for us to live while we are here on this planet. I believe he's attentive to that. But I think he's also looking at a bigger picture. Some of you may not get that job that you wanted. And he sees something else that he believes that you would be better suited for and get a better promotion, a better pay, and all of these things. And because that job that you're asking for didn't show up, you get a little discouraged and your faith begins to shake. And you got out of faith not knowing that God had something better for you. I want to challenge you guys that when you surrender, remember that you surrendered. And Jesus came and said, surrender to me. And so when you surrender and when you um, come to that space where you just turn it all over, I want to just remind you guys, once you're there and you release it, don't pick it back up. Leave it to God. Worship him. Keep your focus on him. The Bible says, Abraham was there. Abraham and Sarah were there. They just gave up. They tried. They, they, they created Ishmael. They were trying, guys, just like you and I did. But when we do that, we're not in the rest. And so we are out of the will because we're um, going back into unbelief and doubt and all these types of stuff. But I want you guys to wait on the Lord. Study scriptures about waiting on God. And how do you do that? You You wait on him prayer and worship and uh, uh, reading the word and studying and staying before him in prayer and supplication and just worshiping God. And as you stay there in that space and wait on the Lord, learn the art of waiting once you have surrendered to God. I promise you that the will of God will show up and he will answer your prayer and he will give you all the things that you need and you desire so that you can have a better life for you and your family and your household. And that life can be um, a better job, healing, and all these other things that you're asking for. But he's interested in you, and he's bringing you to a place where you have to surrender. And that surrender sounds like this, not my will, but thy will be done. And he agreed with the Father. And once Jesus Christ agreed with the Father, um, another journey began in his life. And that journey was a deeper persecution. Uh, he went through the process that he had agreed to do um, before the foundation of the earth to redeem you and I from uh, sickness and disease and death and all of it. He paid the price that was uh, necessary to bring us back so that you and I can be in uh, part of the body of Christ. And I want to uh, encourage you guys that when you are in that space, it is time to not look at the time that we see, but allow God's time to do that. And when Abraham and uh, uh, Sarah surrendered, the Bible says that as they began to worship God, they were not weak in faith. Abraham was not weak in faith. How? By giving glory unto God. And the Bible says when he was in that space, he became fully persuaded that God was able to do what he said he would do. The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. 
Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.